Hi, and welcome to Cage Off, a podcast where we decide the cagiest of all Nick Cage movies. Today in the ring is Red Rock West. Will it knock off our current champ, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, to take the top spot and become Cage of the Hill? Two cages enter, but only one cage can win. The Cage Off! I am your Hitman host, Aaron, and I'm joined today by accidental hired killer Rakan. Hello there. And insufferably nice guy, Yuan. Hi. Rakan. Yes. Can you explain the events of Red Rock West? Oh, right, yeah. Um, it's a movie where very nice guy, uh, played by Nicolas Cage, goes into a town called Red Rock West. And there, through mistaken identity, um, goes to a bar, and the uh, owner of the bar thinks that he's an assassin who is there to kill his wife. And then he plays along and uh, because he's down on his luck and he needs money. But then... Uh, they takes, really let you know that. Yeah, like he really, he needs really money. needs money. Like he only had $5 and he spent his last $5 on some gas. And, and he was <laughs> maybe going to go and rob a bank. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, he takes the money, goes to the wife and then uh, doesn't kill her. Tells her about her husband who wants to kill her. And uh, takes uh, her money because she hires him to kill her husband instead now. And he writes a very nice letter to the sheriff after collecting all the money saying that I think those two want to kill each other. Uh, help them out. And then leaves town. The end. The end. Good movie. <laughs> no, wait. That, a lot more really, shit happens. really, really should have been the end. Like in any <laughs> logical world. Yeah. But he, uh, on his way out of town, he runs over some crazy dude who has his car broken down. And uh, instead of, like, standing on the side of the road, like, stood in the middle of the road and got run over by Nick Cage there. And he does the gosh darn it nice thing and takes him to the hospital. Yeah. He has to go back to Red Rock West. Yeah. The th- well, Red Rock. Right. Is the name and then that. takes him to the hospital. And more hijinks, like, uh, ensues as we find out the sheriff... Of the town is the bar owner who hired the guy to kill his wife. And uh, bullets were found in the body of the person uh, that was run over. So it's a homicide case. Yeah, I hope you don't get seasick, guys, because this film has so many twists and turns. Yeah. But did he, did, he, uh, did he actually die, the guy that they brought into the hospital? No, no, he was fine. No, he was fine. According to the, whenever they ask about him, he's always okay. But he's he's heavily sedated, so he never gets to mm-hmm. explain what happened, and would therefore spoil the movie if he was awake. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, a lot more stuff goes down. Lots of fun twists and turns. But yeah, that's the I would say the premise where we jump that's off. The setup, yeah, yeah, it's good setup. And yeah, a lot more crazy stuff happens. Like, I I feel like if I try to explain what happens in this movie, I'm just gonna be here for like an hour and a half explaining <laughs> every different. It's, t- it's a very heavily plot-driven film. 
it's yeah. a it's a lot of I mean it is like a classic film noir story yeah. he ends up embroiled in the middle of all this bullshit with a whole bunch of people he doesn't know mm. um, and it's really not about him so much as it is about the fucked up relationships of all the people that he ends up getting mixed up with yeah also i i would say that for me the closest experience i had was film noir yeah but also maybe like an obsidian style rpg where like i have this choice (laughs) you gotta go murder the people in the village or build a power plant (laughs) so he he wanders into town and ends up like it's like in skyrim when you walk into a new town yeah some event will happen immediately in front of your face right that you're like oh, okay so this is this town's quest right. yeah like um, oh he's oh he's offering me money to kill her all right well what happens if i like so you take the money you leave yeah. right and then you're, like, yeah. and you're like you're walking towards like her place and you're like hmm what happens if i just don't, don't do me. it he already gave me the money <laughs> yeah. yeah right and then she's like oh so you're here questing well would you like another quest and you're <laughs> yeah. like yeah i like quests <laughs> i like quests oh more money oh maybe i don't need to do that one either hmm is there another way you know yeah and then the game's like no we really want you to to get to stay on this quest line so i don't know i, th- I feel like he abandoned he abandoned the kill wife quest yeah but uh, then he got hit with an unskippable cutscene when he, yeah he got he when got he railroaded back into town right like but, but he tried then, to leave it's like but he had a choice like, uh, red dead redemption when yeah. he tried to go to the second one when he tried to go to whatever it's called the desert Mm. And you get sniped because you can't go there. Uh, but I don't. I, I don't think so. I think he had the choice of leaving the guy, but he was such a good guy, and he wanted the good, the good, the good ending, the good points. Right. He had to take all the paragon choices. Yeah. So he had to take the guy back to the hospital. <laughs> or, or, or the unskippable cutscene for me is when he, they went with the bar to the bar with the actual assassin, like the actual assassin. They they meet up with him. And he drives him to the bar, and they realize that they've both been in Vietnam. And he's mm. like, you're a comrade with me. I need to buy you a drink. And he's like, nah, I'm good. I definitely don't want to go to this bar again. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, nope. Am I, am, I, am I not good enough for you? Like, uh, And he's like, oh, gosh darn it. Okay, fine. I'll go to the bar and have drinks with you. You know, I, I actually I really like that uh, because it, it shows... So at that point, um, I guess we have realized that he's the assassin, but Nicolas Cage hasn't yet realized yeah. that it's the assassin. He does that in the bar, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah But yeah, we yeah, already yeah. see how the assassin is, like, a bit... But but he doesn't want to go to the bar because he knows the owner, the sheriff, is yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Nicolas Cage still doesn't want to go to the bar because he doesn't want to get discovered by right. the sheriff, right? Sure, yeah. sure, that makes sense. But, but, but like, what I'm tense. saying is, like, I like yeah. the interaction because it shows that the... The actual killer mm-hmm. is someone that you know might get offended and maybe want to hurt you like you see that like glimmer already there yeah. right yeah, like when yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. offended that that nicholas cage doesn't want to take a drink with him like what mm-hmm. what like am i not good enough for you you know yeah. it reminds me of they didn't go that far of course it ended there but it reminds me of like joe pesci's character in Goodfellas. Right. yeah right like the very start of like when he goes crazy it had that same mm-hmm. sort of feeling except it didn't escalate. It didn't escalate. Yeah, he he took him to the thing, and and that was that was the end of that. Like uh, de-escalated there. Yeah, but it shows you like a hint, and it comes back again later on in the movie, 
um like several times with that character in the the car yeah with the scotch exactly and even at the at the end at the very end end, when he kills him he's like yeah i am better than you like they, they they come full circle and close it there but yeah like he had all these like several times multiple choices go back save the girl from the assassin um and then th- th- for me like it was really tense and exciting when he was in the bar mm. and then uh he went to the bathroom and then the other guy shows up the, the owner the owner's like i had no idea where the movie was going i was like okay obviously the one thing that would happen is jump out the window mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he did that but i was like does he try to talk to the uh assassin and maybe do camaraderie using, no he decided you know, to he decided to try out the game stealth me- mechanics at that point see how, <laughs> yeah. see how good they were yeah and then he he thought uh oh, they're okay but I, I i much prefer the standard uh charisma charisma action yeah but i'm really i'm really glad that they added like little details like you can you can car surf for example like i really (laughs) love doing that in games i i really liked the guy who's driving that truck oh yeah he's (laughs) just like um i don't believe any fucking thing you're telling me but whatever get in the car yeah let's go like you want to ride i'm going north and (laughs) we'll go okay sure After pointing a gun at Nicolas Cage. And Nicolas Cage, I mean, yes, he doesn't have any options, but he's like, yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> to the guy that just pointed a gun at him, you know. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't mean to scare you, and the guy's like, do I look fucking scared? I'm the one with a gun. And then there, yeah, he made the choice. Like, he could have went north with the trucker all the way north, or he made the choice to come back and get the girl. But then, like, so many other crazy choices there. Like, go back... When 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 he he he's with the girl and then they beat up the uh, Dustin Hoffman assassin character and skip town get as far as possible. They stop Dennis for a drink. Hopper. Dennis, oh, did I say the, 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 Dustin you Hoffman? Dustin <laughs> yeah. Hoffman. And my brain Dennis. was like, I know you've said something wrong, but I can't figure out what. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Hopper. Sorry, I don't know why. Um, um. Yeah, they instead of skipping town, they go to a bar for one drink. And then it's weird. It's like they make the wrong choices. Well, yeah, but she didn't want to leave. I mean, yeah, and she she was bad vibes the whole time. It it wasn't really a shock when, yeah, when she turned out to not be on the level. She was the femme fatale. Yeah, uh, basically. Twist. Yeah, but um, yeah, and then and then the one drink turns into let's stay the night for the motel, and then I'm like, okay, they're gonna get caught there, obviously, but no. They they are at the motel. They decide to even go back to get the money from the office. Yeah, and then so it's like so many quest line decisions. Like I was like I had no idea where this movie was going, and it kept me guessing the entire time. Did you guys at all like predict what was happening or? Uh yeah okay so yes and no. First of all, I I believe I have seen at least parts of this movie on TV before. I had I have never seen the complete movie until now, but I, I was like, oh, I've seen this. But I didn't remember anything until I saw it, so whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, something I did predict-ish is that uh, Laura Flynn Boyle which, like, she plays the love interest slash the wife that was going to get assassinated in the beginning and then try to assassinate her husband instead. Uh, anyway, she um, 
she comes on to Nicolas Cage in this really weird, disturbing way, and I was like, that that can't be genuine. Like, yeah. you know, uh, like she has to be for some reason trying to to use him, and it turns out that she was because she was also a bad guy. We find out later, uh, even worse than we might have initially expected, because. Turns out that that she and her husband robbed um what was it the post office or whatever? Yeah, some sort of like place that was carrying a lot of money, but I think it was a post office. Yeah, so it's like what one point nine million dollars that they made off with, and obviously he was trying now to have her have her killed so he would get all the money that's left. Uh and essentially um the the point that we just talked about before I before I start talking about mm-hmm. this is where she starts trying to use Nicolas Cage to get the money out of his house, right? Because he has some money stashed away. Or is it her house even? Yeah. Uh, but there's a money stashed away, so they try to go and get it. Of course, Nicolas Cage doesn't know that that money is stolen, but she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did you know the money was stolen until the... before the uh, reveal? No, I think I initially bought her explanation that it was inheritance money. Yeah. But I couldn't piece together because that that didn't jive, obviously, with her being, like, creepily manipulative. Yeah, because she would have kept hold of her own inheritance money instead of... Yeah, like, it was just weird. And they, I mean, also, like, if it's your money, you could could skip town if you're in immediate danger and 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 then fight it legally. Yeah. Oh, or that too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, maybe that wouldn't make for a good game, so you know. But <laughs> so you got to go back for the cash money in hand, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so to answer your question in a very long-winded way, no, I didn't piece it together, but I, I kind of, I knew, quote unquote, that something was up, by, even if I couldn't piece it together. Okay. But it's, I mean, it's, it's enjoyable when the movie lets on that there, there's more, but you can't really. You know, some things are obvious, like when the uh, when the assassin guy turns up, like they make a point to show the license plate. Yeah, and they yeah, know yeah. there was a sign for the the. But but that uh, was great. Sheriff. Yeah, that was like it. It makes you have tension because you know what's happening now. Yeah, like I mean, you know something that Nicolas Cage doesn't know. Yeah, he uh, doesn't and also know. the assassin doesn't know. Yeah, as soon as he got out of the car, I mean, I was like, hey, it's like one of the main actors. So yes, obviously. Yeah, this is the guy. <laughs> sure. Also, this is the way he was dressed. It's like. Yeah, the way he was dressed, you the way he was totally talking, like all of it, yeah, for sure. But like the the real, like the, the really real reveal, I I think was when they showed the license plate. But then mm. there's another like five minutes, I think, of movie before it's like really confirmed when they talk about him being yeah. the guy from Texas yeah. in the bar, and that's when Nicolas Cage realizes that, like, oh, oh he's shit. the guy I'm pretending to be. Welcome to intermission. <laughs> And we're back. Yes. Yes, we are. Um, yes, we had no technical difficulties at all. Yeah. Everything is the... normal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, fortunately, um, like you can edit out technical difficulties, so people will never know. People would never know. I mean, we could even edit out this conversation. So I'm going to ask just, you know, for the people at home and not at all for my own uh, purposes, because everything's been working 100% correctly at my end. Mm-hmm. Uh, where were we? What were we at? 
Oh, that was just like four seconds ago. So you should be, <laughs> you should really get yourself checked out, Aaron, because that only happened four seconds ago. Yeah, I, I believe, though, that it was about like the twists and turns and when specifically Nicolas Cage realized that the guy he was pretending to be was with him, which would then be an assassin from Texas. Yeah. Um, so so it, 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 we're talking about like the tension and mm-hmm. how like we as the audience would know stuff before Cage would know it. Dramatic or... irony. Is, is that yeah? That's I what guess. that's called. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, you would have different cases of that happening, and then you'd also have you know just straight up twists that you're like, oh, what this is going on. Now the uh, assassin has them all in a car, and they're all gonna go dig for the the treasure. The tre- yeah, the the treasure that turns up halfway through the film. It's like the the film was like, oh shit, we need a MacGuffin. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> uh, we, let's add one now. Uh, there's half a million dollars in a box. Go get it. They just wanted to make the quest, you know, more involved. You know, <laughs> it's a party. It's a raid. Because, like, at this point, you'd be going back and forth between different people, so and pretty... now it's time to bring all the people together, and, and like you said, you need, like, a MacGuffin, but, like, a quest MacGuffin, right? So it's a, it's a treasure chest. I, I really want to play that raid where you just have to go to a graveyard and dig a hole. <laughs> That's your raid. And not, and not kill each other. That's the actual challenging bit. But there's also this whole, will they or won't they go to Mexico? No, I never ever thought that that was gonna happen. No, I mean at at the point when they were talking about like going to Mexico or whatever, I feel like it was pretty clear that that wasn't going to happen because she was so obviously not truthful, right? Even though I guess at that point we didn't know she was a criminal technically. Mm, yeah, but it was still yeah. like eh, obviously not. And in fact, in fact, I found it weird that Nicolas Cage seemed to believe that they were going to Mexico, because why? Why would he believe that? I I have to say, I did clock pretty early that she'd been the one to shoot the the guy, the boyfriend that he runs over. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I was like, okay, what's the twist here? Yeah. They never mentioned, like, who shot him. Right. Mm. So obviously it was her. Yeah. Um. So I so I knew that that wasn't going to end well. That relationship. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it, yeah. it becomes more and more. Um, I shouldn't say obvious, but like it becomes easier and easier to figure out the more you realize that obviously, like Lara Flynn Boyle is trying to use Nicolas Cage, right? Yeah. Which then would make you go, well, why wouldn't she just be using the other guy? right yeah. makes sense and of course eventually we we learned that yes she did try to use him and then she tried to or he tried to um use her i guess and at that point she tried to have him killed by shooting him a couple of times <laughs> she tried to have him killed by killing him <laughs> herself herself yes <laughs> exactly okay. just so we're clear yes mm. But she didn't succeed because, you know, it's always better to hire someone else, I guess. I don't know. Well, yeah, that worked out so well for the show. Yeah, I don't know about that exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I guess, well, I guess that's the main takeaway of the movie is that it's really hard to kill people, apparently. Mm. It's, it's not a job you can do yourself. I mean, confirm, 
confirm your hitman before you start giving them money. Yeah. That's that's probably the core rule. I mean, if he'd if he'd just not immediately assumed that this dude was the guy that he'd hired, if he'd asked him a few probing questions first. Yeah. Yeah. Then, you know, it would have been fine. Yeah. So like so uh so you're here for the job and you know, and Nicholas Cage like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. And he's like, so uh, do you know how to do the job? And then you expect to get like some details, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, and at that point, like, if if the movie wanted to go there and then be kind of farcical with the answers, I would have enjoyed that. You know, like, you know, yeah. double meanings and what he's saying, and the guy wants it to be the hitman, and you kind of, you know, you can buy it and stuff, and it's kind of funny. But that's not what they did. No, he just kind of said nothing and the other dude just blabbed oh, everything. E- e- even worse, uh, after he blabbed and everything and got the money, he was like, oh, who, who's that person? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's my wife. Yeah. So apparently he never mentioned who was going to get killed, like on the phone or whatever, or letter or whatever. They, they found each other before. Yeah. I also don't know I... how he found him. It was like, Hitmen's are us. Like, yeah. On the phone book. <laughs> exactly. Because I thought I thought that was what was going to screw him in that initial meeting. Yeah, was when he was like, "So who's who's she?" And then yeah. I thought, "Oh, that's he's immediately going to be suspicious now because a that's a weird thing for a hitman to ask because they would just be like, whatever, I'm just going to kill that person.' Yeah. Um, and also like he probably already explained it, like yeah, probably said when they initially contacted him, he was like, "I need you I to mean, kill yeah, my you, wife." You you would think yes. Also, that's a dumb question, like. After everything he already explained to him, he's like, "Here's the key." Like she does the horses, then she's coming back home. Like who else is it? Like who who else can that be besides his wife? Could have been his daughter. Like assassinate but then that's my daughter. Real fucked up. Yeah, that's even weirder for that situation. <laughs> I was a little part of me was hoping that because of all the like innuendo in that initial conversation that he didn't want her dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. wanted like, her, he like, wanted... kidnapped or scared or something like that. Like, ransomed or something. Yeah, and then it and then it turns out that he does kill her, like, in some sort of, like... He doesn't want to, but there's an accident I... or something. Yeah, and in then a sort the of farcical like, way, yeah. Why did you kill her? And then it, then it turns into a big yeah. story <laughs> of him running around town trying to get away from the dude who's pissed. Oh, yeah, but, yeah that would have been so good. Like, like, he turns up, and then he is the sheriff, and he's investigating a murder... Right, like uh, oh, that's, that's <laughs> and, a, and he knows that's a remake that waiting to he happen. hired the guy to murder, but it, he it was an accident, to, like through miscommunication. Yeah, that would be interesting. But also another thing I found interesting was at the beginning they had this whole setup explaining that he's such a good guy. You know, he had the money; he could have stole it from the till, but he didn't. And he told the guy about his leg because because it wasn't right not to tell him. And and now he took the money, so is it unethical to not finish the job? <laughs> <laughs> like he's such a good guy. Oh like he got the money to kill the, the lady. Oh my god! Can can you imagine that trial? Like, so why did you kill him? Well, I kind of had to take the money, <laughs> and and once I took the money, I kind of had to do the job. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Because I'm not a thief. That's that. You know, I wouldn't steal his money, like rob him of that. Like, I just had to do it because 
here I am in this wacky situation. Like I yeah. accidentally yeah. got hired. You can give the money back as well because I said I'd do it, and I'm <laughs> not going to go back on my word. Uh, yes, isn't it a wacky world? <laughs> so that, that's that's like the first thing that was coming to my mind when he was doing the reconnaissance with like the binoculars. He's like, oh, oh well, I guess I have to kill her now. Uh, but but I, mean, I, I, I guess yeah. I guess this goes back to kind of the. the the thing I think we all enjoyed, I, I know Rakan has already touched on it anyway, is that um, this movie kind of kept you guessing. Like, yeah, like we all figured out like something at some point yeah, uh, or another. But it, I also believe that, yeah, maybe, maybe he's going to kill her. Like, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. He took the money. Like, he wasn't going to be an assassin. But then someone mistook him for an assassin and he needed money maybe this is how like he starts his career as a contract killer i don't know yeah and and now he's gonna get more jobs as an assassin and you know yeah and then and then like he does something clever but then and then like like we said in the beginning he leaves town and like all of this is kind of clever like he takes the money he writes the sheriff you know he gets out with the money not having to kill anyone clever right yeah and then he starts getting fucked over and then, like, everything starts unraveling. And, uh, yeah, and it keeps going the whole movie through. Like, you don't really know... You don't really know how it's going to end. Yeah. You know? Like, who expected they would end up on a train? And I'm not even going to say who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was also, like, kept on... I was on my toes, even at the end, especially at the end, where they were, uh, like, digging up the money. And then the guy was like, I guess I'm going to shoot you or shoot the loose, loose ends. And then the sheriff was like, well, you don't want to shoot me because uh, somebody might hear it. And and then I'll, I'll dig the treasure out or the combination. Uh, but you got to put your gun down. Mm. And then he yeah, pulls I up a gun. I didn't buy Dennis Hopper putting his gun down, to be honest. No. Like, and he gave good reasons why he shouldn't. He's like, well, I could just shoot the lock off or just take the box and put it in my car and drive away and deal with it i think I, I think he should have done that that option take the take exactly but i yeah. think he was drunk i think he was just really drunk <laughs> that's true he was pretty he, drunk he, he, and, and these guys are all notorious for making bad decisions and there he was like like smashed so he's like okay i guess i'll let you open the lock to, he was overconfident and drunk yeah. so i i guess that's that's okay. and he didn't really need the gun he the guy like did the thing with the knife trick yeah and, you know, yeah like he disarmed that guy and took him out so instantly. yeah so there are a few things that are unbelievable especially in the end and one of them is that knife throw which is just i no no he's he's not a fucking ninja like that's not a <laughs> thing because because up until that point everything had been grounded in reality more yeah, or yeah. less right that, that's what breaks my immersion is he, if he's that drunk he won't be able to do that knife throw that well no, no but and, he's a I marine. Mean, yeah, that's the other thing. He's a marine. Come on. Yes, yes, yes. It's it's established he's he was in the military, ninja. so obviously <laughs> all military people know how to throw knives perfectly because that's a yeah. thing you learn. I've yeah. watched some movies with some training montages in them, and they're always throwing knives at a board. <laughs> that's true. They do. They do throw the knives on the boards. So yeah. All right. Anyway, real good at that. Even anyway, drunk. he hits him in the fucking yeah, okay. neck with a knife from like <laughs> what, like ten meters away or something, like quite the distance. Mm-hmm. And honestly, just if if we go to real life, he would have a better shot at like disabling the guy with the gun 
by running at him with the knife, right? Because you're probably not going to get shot, uh, maybe at all. But even if you are, it's probably not going to be enough to stop you, right? Because it's like if someone's running at you with a knife, it's actually really hard to aim well. Because when this happened, the guy with the gun, uh, the sheriff guy, was leaning down and not really looking, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I could run up to him. So I'm, but, I'm just saying, like, it would have yeah. been so much more believable if he ran up to him. The sheriff guy tried to shoot him and then got stabbed and, like, savagely. That would have been so much more believable and more disturbing, if you ask me. Okay, yeah. I guess yeah, but, but he but needed that... to lie on the ground and just kind of be annoying for a bit. Like, just get but in everyone's did he, way. did yeah, he really yeah. need to? Well, I know that's I what really like those but... scenes because you had you had uh, Nicholas Cage fighting Dennis Hopper. N- Nicholas Cage fighting then Dennis Hopper. Yeah, not Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> Dennis Hopper. <laughs> and then you had uh, the scuffle with the wife and husband. You know the keys and the money, mm-hmm. and then you don't know what's going to happen with what. And then when she had the gun and she was pointing at Cage, like, oh, she's you know going to betray him. Here it comes. But then she shoots Dennis Hopper. Then you're yeah, like, oh, and I, she was I, very excited to shoot him because she she emptied all the bullets into him. All the bullets. I was like, oh, she didn't even save any bullets to kill Cage. So I guess they're gonna go to Mexico together now. Because she, you know, emptied all the bullets into Dennis Hopper. I, I did find it okay. So that's that's another kind of unbelievable thing because I think her plan was always to leave him behind and potentially to kill him, and obviously. She didn't seem to care about killing people. She already shot the other guy, right? Right. Um, so why wouldn't she save at least one bullet for Nicolas Cage? Like, why? I guess she wasn't thinking. Also, like, why not just let him kill Nicolas Cage or try to kill Nicolas Cage? You can kill whoever. Yeah. Who well, I, I, to fight? Like, it didn't well, make sense. He, here's what I'm thinking: you, could, she could still fuck him a bunch, and on the way to Mexico, at at, at some point, she could kill him. I mean, there's no rush to do it right now. Like, he is dreamy in this movie. Like, have you seen him do the one-hand push-ups at the start of the film? <laughs> yeah. Like, He's got a bung leg, though. Yeah. Yeah, he does have yeah. that leg. Yeah. Yeah, but but does he need both legs? If you can do one-handed push-ups, that good? Yeah. But, I mean, you like, know, that leg, it always... It, it's only ever an issue when the plot demands it. Otherwise, it's completely ignored. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know it will be a problem right when it's the worst possible time for it to be a problem. Yeah, what does the leg injury exactly do, and why couldn't he get the job because of the leg? Because I don't because understand. it's dangerous in the in the rig oil rig mine. Uh, but I, I, I guess okay, I guess it kind of makes sense if you're if you're on an oil rig like this is a land based oil rig. Um, right. uh, I think like a lot of what those guys do is like basically handle heavy loads, like a load held up by a crane. Like a drill bit, for example, right? Because you assemble them bit by bit, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you have to maneuver them around. So they're hanging in a crane, but you have to manually maneuver them around. And of course, if you have a bad leg, suddenly your leg could like, ah, oh, you know, and you fall. And then you're not, you're not holding the load anymore, which could be dangerous both for you and for other people. So I buy that. For, for that specific bit in the beginning. However, I don't think it was necessary... Um, I mean, they could have done something else in the beginning and then that wouldn't have been necessary. And for the rest of the movie, like, okay, he's being chased and then he trips and he's like, ah, my leg, but it doesn't matter. He could have just tripped anyway. Like, he's running in the dark in the forest. Like, he doesn't need to have a bad leg. Yeah. 
It's not necessary. Where, where else does it come up? The leg? Because I, I see him like tightrope walking on a log from a roof to a truck. It's cool. No problems there. He has amazing balance. Yeah, and then, I mean, I guess he was in pain in the end fight against the assassin, but then he won the fight anyway, so... Yeah. Like, eh. what is what is the hindrance exactly? Like, one time in a forest, he went, ow, my leg? Yeah, that, that's, that's, that, that's the most relevant, I feel, that it was, but that was still not very relevant, is what I'm saying. Because I keep forgetting about it until, like, unless he mentions it or something. Like, I, I don't understand. Yeah. It gives him an... Hopper a chance to bond, I guess. Right. Oh yeah, because yeah, because he was injured in the, the truck bomb explosion that he was in the building at yeah. some point that Dennis Hopper had heard of. Okay, so yeah. he has to put he has to put some sort of like bandage on it. He's got like a brace on it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like a flexible brace thing. Okay, so so that's it basically. So I assume it's his knee in that case. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we see in the beginning, like, if you look at uh, the very first mm-hmm. scene with Nicolas Cage in the car, and he's, he's sitting with his legs sticking out of the car and sitting in the seat. Right, you can yeah, see and, on and the leg, it's like, there's some sort of... Um, scar or something. Yeah, exactly. So it's obviously the knee, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. All right, so maybe he can't run that fast, or he has to be in pain once in a while. But but it doesn't... It, yeah, that's the thing. It doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it, I think it, it's 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 important they, for the bonding moment. They they That's could have they up. could have just given him like an eye patch, you know, and he's like, oh, he's one eye, <laughs> you know, and he's like, oh, what happened to your eye? And he's like, oh, you know, I was in, you know, the military or whatever. And he's like, oh yeah, you too. And he's like, yeah. And it's like, you know, and then it comes up and you're like, oh, you were in the building. He's like, yeah. Was it like the bomb went off and the rebar just went through my eye and it was <laughs> painful. <laughs> But now I have this cool ass fucking eye patch, you know, eye eye, sir, you know. And they couldn't hire him at the oil rig because he needed depth perception. Yeah, it would have worked yeah. just the same. And and of course, the reason he trips in the forest is because he can't see properly, right? Oh right, it's not right. that he's in pain; yeah. that he can't see. But I would have preferred it if he ran into a tree because that would be <laughs> much more fun. <laughs> but then it will be very unbelievable when. Uh... What's her name? Uh, falls in love with him because you know. Oh yeah, falls patch. in love with Nicolas Cage with a badass, badass eye patch. Yeah, that's <laughs> unbelievable. Oh come on! Especially like like because he would have like the scar that goes outside of the eye patch, like you oh, can really see like it was like yeah, big yeah, yeah. damage, you know. Like Plinskin. But like it's mm-hmm. the like the sexy scar, not like the creepy scar, of course. Yeah. Does Escape from New York? Plinskin has eye patch as well, right? He must yeah, have. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, and a scar. Yeah, snake Plinskin. It would it would have been about as relevant to the plot anyway, is what I'm saying. Which is not at all. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I, I one thing I wanted to like ask you guys earlier, because I know we have the like uh performance of Cage. And then when the movie ended I was like I was so enthralled with all the plot twists and turns. Like I, I, I tried to think of his performance and I was like thinking like do I say anything about this when it comes up? Um and then now I was excited to hear your guys' opinion as well. Like did did you have the same thing where you guys were lost in his in the movie's plot or did you like keep track on his performance? Um I um I think I, I might have to admit something here, Rakan. Yeah. I don't think I like this movie anywhere near as much as you did. 
Oh shit! Okay, yeah, I really like this movie. I like a lot. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was fine, but it's pretty. It's a pretty like by the numbers film noir. About halfway through, I was like, "This movie feels like someone who's good at making movies but not great tried to make a Coen Brothers film." Oh, and did oh, a that's, passable that's, uh, job. Yeah. Okay. That, I, oh yeah, I, I agree with that um, characterization for sure. Because it's yeah, missing cause, a lot of humor. It has a couple of moments where it's kind of like, mm, "That's that's sort of amusing." And none of the characters were particularly engaging. I mean, it says a lot that my favorite character in the entire film was the deputy guy. Oh, yeah. The okay. one who actually is, like, trying to be good at his job and figures shit out and mm-hmm. is smart. I was like, yeah. I like that guy. I want to see more of him. But then he's just not in the movie anymore. Um, mm. And, yeah. And that was really it. It's like the the twists and turns were kind of a bit like not predictable, but when they happen, it's kind of like oh yeah, it's not shocking. It's like oh no, they're no, actually also, criminals. I mean, also, we, like, we well, kind of spoiled. Film. We we kind of spoiled all the twists and turns now. So like, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> hey, we are I'm not a sure. Full podcast always have been. I'm yeah. I'm not sure if uh, yeah, but like for some movies, it doesn't matter, right? Like. Like face oh, off, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like you're gonna like face off whether you know what happens or not, like, or or not, I guess. But like, it doesn't depend on going in spoiler free. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, this movie's like better if you go blind. Yes, I think it's so. Very much, uh, yeah, like turn centric film, like twists and turns. But I, I, I you know, um, but isn't this movie I, like I, the second highest rated cage movie? Probably I'm, so. Like the it says on on the, the Wikipedia, it says that the film has a ninety five uh, fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes, for example. Yeah. And and I want to go back to a, a point Aaron made, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read this verbatim. Uh, Roger Ebert praised it as a diabolical movie that exists sneakily between a western and a thriller, between a film noir and a black comedy, uh, and gave the film three and a half stars out of four. Now. Especially, like, between a film noir and a black comedy, I didn't really find any comedy in this movie. And I feel like the movie would have been much better if there was some. Um, I feel like it's a movie that, uh, at least the way it was made, uh, it didn't need to be, but the way this was made, I feel like it, 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 it needed comedy and it's not there, mm-hmm. I guess. Right? Like, there's so many so many points where you could and it, it doesn't have to be that people say funny things necessarily but like if we're talking about like black comedy like a lot of that can be just like absurd situations and uh like for example like i mentioned like what if what if it just ran at him with a knife in the end and he stabbed him multiple times well you could make that like really over the top like like to the point where you kind of start laughing uncomfortably right like that's the sort of thing i feel this movie definitely could have used yeah, they were trying to make Dennis Hopper that kind of unhinged character that can be kind of funny. Mm. But I felt like he was played a bit too straight. Yeah, exactly. For that to work. Um, yeah, I, I feel like it could have done, not with a lot, not like an overload of humor, but just a little bit of 
absurdism because the plot is so mm. ridiculous mm. you can't play it 100 percent straight and be like oh yeah no this this could happen you have to lean into the fact that he's just meeting all the people like every time he thinks he gets away something happens that brings him back into the town and i feel like they could have leaned on that just a little harder to make yeah. it, a bit it and i mean and also like so there are there are several things in this movie where if you stop to think about it it doesn't make sense i already touched upon the knife in the end there are multiple things in the ending but i also want to mention things like the assassin wants to get uh the sheriff out of prison never mind why he's in prison um uh, or a uh, jail sorry like the local jail in the sheriff's yeah. office okay so he goes there, like, he, he, he stages a fire so that uh, the police officers go away. Then he goes there, and there's one officer that's still left, and he just fucking shoots him. Now, now, um, generally speaking, if you're an assassin, especially, you, you know, I think, that it's a really bad idea to kill a police officer. Mm-hmm. Because they usually spend a lot of resources to clear up uh, those sorts of murders, because... Like, it's extra bad if you get away with killing police officers, because then maybe people start killing police, and that's bad for everyone, right? Because you can get away with it. Um, And so you just don't want that sort of attention. Even if there's money behind it, like, you would try to find some other way. Like, like in this case, right, even though, like, okay, so Dennis Hopper seemed to be the sort of guy that just doesn't like to use disguises, for example. Like, he doesn't strike me like the sort of guy that would would do that but he should still have come in a ski mask you know and tied him up the the police officer yeah yeah yeah. now i'm thinking of that Uh, scene from the other film with the mask with the stockings over the faces and willem dafoe oh oh yes oh Oh, yes oh sorry i derailed you yeah, no, I, I think I think that was kind of the point anyway. Like, like just the fact that he goes into the police station and shoots him to get the sheriff out of the, the jail is just that action of shooting the police officer is so unbelievable. Also, very predictable, by the way. It's not like I was like, oh no, he shot him. Like, no, that was obviously the plan, but it's a very, very stupid plan, and I don't see how a professional assassin would do that. Yeah, yeah, that was the one point. I was like, oh really? Is he gonna kill him? Okay, that's weird. Yeah, and it was a really good opportunity to make him seem more random, a bit more unhinged. Yeah. And also kind of a bit more of a lateral thinker, because he'd be like, oh, there's still one person left, I need to deal with him. Do it in kind of a bit of a nutso way that doesn't necessarily leave him dead. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he might like smack him or unconscious you know like him in the back of the head of the gun because so uh, like like what was his plan was his plan to because he did have a plan the plan was to get the money and then get away right like there was some sort of plan however developed it was we don't know exactly but okay so so he kills the police officer he gets the, the sheriff and then gets the treasure somehow and then he kills the sheriff presumably and then he also yeah. kills Nicolas Cage and the woman right okay but don't you potentially leave a lot of traces around here that could be traced back to you? Like, I, I guess so. In a way that's yeah, a lot of very not optimal. Him. He's no doubt on camera murdering that guy. Um, yeah, oh, you you would think, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a bit ridiculous in places. But, and that's the problem, 
probably my biggest problem with the movie. It doesn't acknowledge that at all. It's played straight, like you said, Eric. Yeah, or maybe just too unhinged to be, you know, like that kind of smart person. He's just like this hillbilly from Texas who's like, you know, killing people, and he's like, ah, I don't give a fuck. So he's just lucked his way through it so far. Yeah. Well, maybe this is his first job. He's just as yeah, he as Oh my god! Yeah. He, he used to own a <laughs> like farm, army, but he sold it people, to go murder like people. To, yeah. He wants to kill more people. And okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Anybody <laughs> else have anything they would like to add before we move on? Uh. No. Cool. Yeah. Let's talk about. I, 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 like, I feel. I feel like. I feel like. Like. Okay. I want to ask a question, okay? Okay, let's not talk no. about our boy just yet. Let's roll Hold back. On. Hold on. Was there a score? Yes. Uh, I remember that there was music yeah. at the start because it came up with music by. Yeah. And I was like, ah, there is music playing. And that's but the there, last there, I remember there, of the music. Yes, there was. The very start of the film. There was no score. Like, ah. Uh... I mean, well, I'll, I'll put it this more. way. I'll put it. I'll, I'll put it this way. I don't remember anything other than some bits of dialogue, right, and a lot of like visual and kind of what happened in the story. But there's there's no there's no sounds that come back at all. Not not even like uh, folly sounds either. Like there's nothing at all that says. Oh, there was out. one one bit when they're in the car at some point when Dennis Hopper gets out to burn down the house I think there was some music playing oh what's I there? seem to remember that but I could be mm. wrong I remember the I remember a car and music being together oh and I think in the the big action scene of the entire film the one where they race a train mm. I'm pretty sure there was some music playing there as yes well. there was music there yes and it was surprisingly not tense for a scene that was supposed to be tense, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I, it was yeah. like I could tell that they'd spent a lot of money yeah. on this and they were very proud of it. But at the same time, I was like, "I don't think you got your money worth, guys." <laughs> and then as the car just cruises off after the big jump, uh, and the guys like goes on about how 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 the the V eight purrs like a pussy or something, yeah. and I'm like, "That car is fucked." Yeah, <laughs> like, but, the but jump that to- it just did. But with, with Wikipedia, it says the soundtrack has uh, a feature of a number of country music performers, including Johnny Cash, Shiana Twain, Toby Keith, the Kentucky okay. Headhunters, and Dwight Yoakam wrote the film's closing song, mm. A Thousand Miles from Nowhere, when they were, uh, and the song became a top 10 country hit. Cool. Yeah, I remember so, none of it. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, apparently there's some country music there that we don't remember hearing. Uh, okay, guys, I, I I hate to say this, but look, I've got I've got Nicolas Cage in a cage right here, and he's mm. getting really oh. upset that we're not talking about him. I think he's going to break <laughs> out of the rage cage. Mm. So we we have to talk about Nicolas Cage. Cage in 60 seconds. Get a doctor. What happened? Somebody get a fucking doctor. Wait here, sir. What is this? Money? You want my money? I don't have any more money. Why don't you get the fuck out of my house? Not listening to me. Your friend, the ranch hand. He's been shot! 
not finished with you. Hey. You know what? I am better than you. And I guess this means you'll be going to Mexico by yourself, huh? There's the door. I suggest you use it. Set of the ranch hand. You shot him, didn't you? Yeah. Obviously, I didn't do a very good job. Next time, I'll be a little more thorough. Why? Why? He found out about me. He wanted my money. That's what it's all about, isn't it? <laughs> I'm laughing again. So, what did you guys think of Nicolas Cage's performance in this film? Rakan, I am asking you. All right. Um, I I think he, he played pretty well. There was nothing, like, extraordinarily good or bad. Uh, a, a couple times I, I saw him do the rage when, like, he, uh, he messed up from, you know, telling about the leg. And then in the car, he was like, and hits the end of the car. I got... Uh, color out of space flashbacks from from that yeah. scene where the yeah. the way he punches the roof it's exactly seems, the same yeah it seems to be a, a nicholas cage trademark we should yeah. edit uh, um imdb side, trivia side by and side ha- <laughs> and we should like have a video of him like side by side playing <laughs> uh, like how he hits the car maybe we can I, I, find i wonder how many movies he's done that in it would be interesting to see, like, I, I wonder how many split screens you can have. Like, is it just those two? I'm is sure in Gone in 60 Seconds, he must have hit a roof of a car at some point. Because, like, in 90% of the movie, he's in a car, right? In that film? Yeah, he has to. It's in his contract. Yeah. <laughs> so I bet he hits a car there. So if we watch that movie next, I'll keep an eye for that scene where he hits the roof of a car. But, yeah, I thought it was it, there was nothing, like amazing but like like because i was so enthralled with with the story and then like i was saying earlier like when the movie ended i was like huh oh yeah nicholas cage was in that he was in this movie i I think he played the good like you know uh wide-eyed character who was like oh innocent and 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 he's got you know stuck with with all the stuff that was happening here what was the movie where somebody's father was burned alive in the building that we did for this podcast was that the one with the ski masks what oh what uh, with, with, uh, with Willem Dafoe wild country something cry oh yeah yeah I don't remember the name of that one uh, let's see if I can find it <laughs> wait I have the um, list right here uh, wild like, yeah, at heart it, wild at heart mm. yeah I got like a little bit of wild of heart vibes I, do, I got a little bit of that too yeah it's the same kind of error as well yeah. yeah, yeah. So this, is, this but, is three years after uh, Wild at Heart. This movie. Okay. Yeah. So there was nothing, you know, that made it like a tour de force or something that was like Oscar worthy. And it was none of that like crazy cage uh, jump at your face. So it was just like normal movie that plays on television. And there's Nicolas Cage. Uh, what What do you think, Johan? And or yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I I think you you hit the nail on the head. Like it's. I feel like it's wasted potential, wasted Nicolas Cage poten- potential, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like at certain points in this movie, Nicolas Cage's character 
would have been justified in exhibiting some, you know, trademark Nicolas Cage rage, uh, right. maybe confusion sort of thing. Like, um, I, w- I was thinking of, um, uh, just now, I was thinking of uh, Vampire's Kiss, like, I guess the movie where he goes, like, the most crazy. Like, just, just imagine, like, he brings a bit of that, like, a bit of, like, incredulity, right, uh, when he's facing the sheriff, for example, right? Like, you know, like, he's he's getting pushed, it's getting more and more ridiculous, and at some point, he kind of breaks, right? Like, he's, it's not that he's not a nice guy anymore, it's that he's a nice guy that's had enough, and he needs to shout at someone. He does, he does that once, I think, when, uh, Stephanie is like we can get the money or something and he's he screams like fuck the money or something like that and there's a little bit of yeah yes exactly it's kind of just, in that. and there's this like there's that that hint of it but then like the the spark just goes away and he's he's so normal mm-hmm. in and and like we mentioned before like everything is played straight including Nicolas Cage like he's the straightest of actors in this movie. And and while I think he does it well, uh, to be honest, um, it's not the type of Nicolas Cage I prefer seeing. All right. That's, that's what I think. Yep. I'm completely on the same page as both of you. The same Cage page. Um, <laughs> the... the he, he, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's uh, it's perfectly servable performance uh, without any of uh, characteristic cageisms, uh, except for just a tiny, tiny dash in a couple of places, but it's nowhere near um, enough, really. And and I say that as though it's intrinsically a bad thing, but it's not. It's I feel like the movie could have benefited from a Nicolas Cage being a bit more cagey mm-hmm. um, to, to we... stop it being so stodgy movie stodgy guys that's the word I'm, I want to use or are we forcing you know it to be in a certain way because Cage was there do you think it would be better if we if we kicked Nick if we were to kick Nick who would fit instead of Nick we need a theme song or something for that yes yes We'll hire a, a, a musician who, who kick me, doesn't kick have any me, kick, kick, kick employment me. <laughs> opportunities because of COVID. Uh, but you know, I, I I thought about this actually, and and uh, we already mentioned the movie uh, Wild at Heart, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and I feel like Willem Dafoe from Wild at Heart in this movie, uh, <laughs> in, instead of Nicolas Cage, would have been. <laughs> Would have been so good. So no, fucked up. I, I think William William Defoe maybe instead of Dennis Hopper. I would, have him as as the villain. I would Again. love Willem Defoe as as Nicolas Cage's role, Michael or whatever his name was, and Dennis yeah. Hopper as Dennis Hopper, and then them just trying to outdo each other for the whole movie. It would oh be a completely God. different film. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh yes, and then with like with the the still completely straight sheriff for them to play off, like oh my god, uh, yeah. But who who would replace him? Am I, am He's I so say... vanilla. It's it really feels like just about anyone would have been okay. Yeah, yeah. Like somebody wide eyed and like you know. Oh, Tom just... Hanks, a real fucking Tom Hanks movie. Mm. Uh, Actually, because I was I was immediately like no, but then I remember. Um... 
Road to Perdition? Perdition, yeah. He played mm-hmm. that guy. It's kind of similar. Yeah. He has a similar sort of character that I think would fit. Although he's he's more... He's less innocent in Road to Perdition, but... Right, yeah. But it would fit. Like I think he would fit in this. Mm. Um, I feel like he'd add a bit more charisma to the role as yeah, well. yeah. Is it? Am I going to see something boring like John Cusack again? Yeah, but John, Cus- we've already found the perfect role for John Cusack. So, and what was that? Was it? Uh... It was. Uh, it was playing John Cusack, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just have John Cusack play John Cusack. It was it. Uh... It was the rock. Uh, the, uh, the rock. The rock. Yeah. Yeah. For for a moment, I actually thought he was in the rock. <laughs> My brain was like, yeah, but he is in The Rock, so there'll be two John Cusacks. <laughs> oh my god! But you can you can just uh, you can just deep fake him in there. It's fine. Yeah, like have Nicolas Cage play Sean Connery and John Cusack play Nicolas Cage. <laughs> we have the technology. Yes, we we, we kind of do, do have the technology nowadays. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh, uh, I haven't I haven't seen anyone do uh, like an entire feature film because there's some there's some. Uh, computing time in there, I oh, guess. Yeah. So yeah. that's why you usually just see like maps, maximum like three minutes, and usually it's even shorter. Uh, so if you're gonna do like the whole The Rock with like both synthesized voice and um, uh, putting the faces on and make it look decent, yeah, probably a lot of rendering time. Or Face Off, where you deep fake each other's face back onto their faces. Oh shit! Yes, <laughs> <laughs> face on, face on. Someone's oh, yes. got to do that. I mean, that's that's such an obvious thing to yeah. do with that technology. Someone has yeah. to do it. Like the whole film, though. I want to see the whole film. I don't. I don't want to see no like trailer or anything. I want to see the whole film. Yeah. So get on it, internet people who have like massive supercomputers to work with. Maybe with like a filter, like some weird bluish green filter that shows you like this is what it's like, you know, inside their bodies. <laughs> You know, like little hue the tint. In, the internal cut. Yeah, exactly. So so you, you don't get confused. So you know who's who. It only shows up after the, you know, they do the face operation swap. Because it would be confusing if you swap them from the beginning of the film. Yeah, yeah. You definitely only swap them when they get swapped. So Exactly, yeah. They always play who their faces who they are. actually are, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... That's another movie, uh, and not this movie. Um, what about? Okay. okay, I'm looking through some options here. So uh, I, I want you guys' opinions. I, I have no opinion on this. I'm just going to put them out there. Hmm? Tom Cruise. Nah. Oh no no no. Nah, it's, it's not a Tom Cruise movie. No. Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. No. Yeah. Harrison Ford. No. No, that doesn't work at all. But I feel like he's done the I'm confused and the fugitive stuff before. Yeah, this big list of action uh, action heroes I have here is not great. Uh-huh. Keanu Reeves, I thought about Ooh. and then quickly discarded. But he's he's like the the epitome of a straight man, which is the Epitome. opposite of what we need. Sure, you Swede. The what? <laughs> Epitome. Okay, whatever. You Swede. <laughs> No, he's an epitone. Oh, I'm pretty sure I said uh, Foley wrong as well before, by the way. Just oh, okay. Pretty sure I said Foley, but whatever. Which oh. is a different word. I'm mad at myself for not uh, noticing For not catching that. him. 
Mm. Um, what well, they've got Will Smith. <laughs> like they'd ever cast a black guy in an action movie in the <laughs> early nineties that wasn't a Will Smith like movie. Movie. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think the romance uh, with the you know cowboy's wife would have worked very well. You know they're pretty. Oh, Bruce Willis. Texas. Oh. Yeah, I actually think he would work. I don't think he'd work better than Nicolas Cage, no. but I think he would have fit the role. I wonder yeah. what IMDb trivia says. It'll say uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone were considered for the role. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure what, it will say that. But oh, why would he actually hear it? It shouldn't be like in a film noir. Oh, fucking god! Uh, like uh, Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's who we should have got in this movie. Might have been today, might have been tomorrow. But someday, kid, you go into Paris on a airplane. You know the famous that was Humphrey Bogart, right? In Casablanca. Um, who was who was yes. in Casablanca? I've yeah. seen Casablanca, but I don't really remember much of it. Yeah, isn't that your classic like film noir go to? I, I guess like like from directors like that film a lot. No, isn't it the Maltese Falcon? Oh yeah, that's the proper. I, I, get, I don't that's know who's the proper in that, one. Though. I'm gonna say Humphrey Bogart as well. Uh, no, it's not in the trivia that any uh, anyone was picked to play the role other than Nicolas Cage. Oh, okay. Someone All should right. get on that. Yeah. All right. So who's who's Chris Christopherson? Chris Christopherson. He's great, but he wouldn't have been good in this role. No. No, but he he was uh, considered for the. He was suggested by someone to the director. But Chris Christopherson is one of these actors who's always been an old man. He's kind of like Dennis Hopper. Like, he's never been, like, a young, sexy action hero. Mm. At least in my brain. All right. What What is the next segment we're doing, Aaron? What is the next segment? Yeah. I'm, um, I'm excited. Wow, this is a very exciting podcast. We have, <laughs> we have, no, we have no next segment. Yeah, we do. On. Yes, we do. do. We? we have another. Yeah. Yes, we have. We have more segments. We Come have on, more you, segments, you're supposed Aaron. to know. You're the host. You should know this next segment. What is the next segment? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> no, All right, wait, so it's the whole point of the show. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we, we kick Nick. <laughs> And then what do we do? The complete lack of technical difficulties and also the our rigid <laughs> recording studio uh, schedule that we stick to religiously mm. has completely thrown me off my flow. I'm sorry. Um, mm. Right. Guys. Yeah? yeah? <laughs> how would you rate <laughs> Nicolas Cage's performance in this film compared to our current number one, which is Bad Lieutenant... Port of Call, New Orleans. Please, can we watch something soon that's better than it? So I don't have to keep saying that name. Okay, I will say that this movie is probably better. I'm not sure. But his performance wasn't as good. So the number one stays there for me. What? You think it's a better movie? No, hold on. No, I think Port of Call might have been actually better. I I hope so. Anyway, um, yeah. well, I don't agree with... with that part of what you said but i do agree that um cage's performance in this movie was a lot less enjoyable than um 
Bad Lieutenant Protocol New Orleans. Nobody's soul was dancing yeah, exactly. in this movie. <laughs> and they had to be shot. <laughs> Shooter McGann is so still oh, dancing. No one said that. So, there's so much in that movie. Like yeah. when he goes in through the back and then like lights up a joint while the other police officers are waiting to storm the house. Like it's... Oh, oh my God. Again, another movie. Uh, but yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Uh, th- th- uh, no, no contest. Like, yeah, this this movie is nowhere close in Cage's performance and my enjoyment of his performance. Okay, um, then where should we slot it in? Um, this is gonna get this is gonna get hard as we as we get more movies. Yeah, I'm really like once we hit like twenty twenty five movies, I'm not gonna read them all out every time. So we're gonna. Uh, have you don't. To ha- I, I think it's gonna be top five. Time. Yeah, we can go from the top or the bottom. I think this is from the top movie for me. Oh, you, you, okay. Because I, I was so. going to suggest from the bottom, yeah. but but okay. Okay. But let's do it from the top. It's fine because I think we did yeah. from the bottom last time. So are, are, we, are, we, are we? Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we putting as a movie, right? Not as a performance. No performance. Right as a performance. This is okay. the performance list, performance, my friend. Still. Okay. Do okay. you not know this podcast? I'm just I'm just testing Aaron because he didn't even know the name of the segment. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just making oh. sure he's on the same page, you know, for, the, for this podcast that he hosts. That he <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Okay, so number one, as we've already established, is bad lieutenant. Uh, yeah. Some other words. Then Put a call in New Orleans, yes. Face yeah. off is number two. Uh-huh. Lord of War is the third oh. one. Okay. Vampire's Kiss. Ooh, Color okay. out of space. There's your top five, Rakan. All right, I'm putting it above Color out of space. Then you're a madman. You are what? absolutely insane. I, do, I, I don't like. Believe, I don't you, like his performance in Color out of space. It feels what? like a, a facsimile of like Cage. It. You have to admit that it's cagey. It is cagey, yes, but it's but it, it's. It's a Wait, facsimile so, so, so of Cage. Were you, though. Were you, were you, were you a huge fan of his performance in this movie? Mm, no, okay. Cause, no, because because you, you can't just you can't just forget about like what you saw and then be like, actually, I didn't really like his performance in Colorado Space. Okay, sure, but like, was it better or worse than this movie? I I think for for the role, you know, for what he was supposed to do in this movie was good. He was just supposed to be like, oh shucks, ma'am, I guess I'm gonna take your money and not assassinate you. <laughs> like th- that was his thing. <laughs> like that's what he was supposed to do, and he did that well. Yes, but it was fucking boring, okay? <laughs> if, if, if there was a movie about Nicolas Cage sitting in a room and not talking for two hours, and then he played it perfectly, you know, and he did his role, then, yeah, then I say he, he, he did a good job acting in it. But, it's not his fault but was that he the character is boring. All right, so, but, like, it's like, okay, when did the question become, in which movie did Nicolas Cage, like, act technically the best what? Okay. Th- that's okay. not the question. Okay. Okay. So you're saying, all right, it has to be. Ca- well, he punched a car roof. <laughs> that was cagey. Yes, like. And, and he was like, I guess we're not going to fucking Mexico. That that was cagey. <laughs> so there was like a couple of cagey things. Yeah, there was a couple of moments, and then the rest of it, he was like a drone. Oh, yeah. Like, you know. Oh, I guess we're gonna have a drink. Oh, I guess we're gonna have sex. Oh shucks! I guess I'll take this money. Oh, I guess I'm you know just gonna go into this bar. I guess I'll take your money as well. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you guys uh, think it's lower than that? All right, you can keep keep going down the list. I mean, you, I mean, if you want to put it uh, uh, ahead of Colorado Space, um, yeah, but I don't, I don't have your vote, to do so, so we can keep going. Yeah, now. I mean, no, if you no, want to no, put no. it ahead of Colorado Space, you can have your own list. Your own yeah, yeah, but so we're, we're not. Yeah, you can put it there. Yes, you can have a special list. <laughs> yeah, special I, I'll, I'll make a special list for myself. But yeah, so it's mm-hmm. not there. What's what's top top eight then? What's, what's okay, after that? Then after Colorado Space, we have Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, it's not as good as that. No, yeah. Then Mum and Dad. I like then it more than Mom and Wild Dad. at Heart. Okay. It's definitely better than Wild at Heart. And then The Rock. Yeah, no, no it's getting tricky anyway. For uh, me, okay, yeah. For me, it's around here somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Either above or below Wild at Heart, I'm happy with, to be honest. Uh, I- I'm saying above Wild at Heart. Because the thing in, in Wild at Heart was that it was more a Willem Dafoe movie, right, than a Nicolas yeah. Cage movie. Yeah, definitely. And he was, and he had this accent this whole time. Oh, okay, honey bun. Even though <laughs> Willem Dafoe didn't turn up in that film till way into it, but it still is his totally his film. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I remember from that movie. Like, yeah, I just remember I him with a stocking over his face, screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> So yeah, uh, above William, uh, William at heart, well, William Defoe's film. Wild above heart, yes. William at heart, Willem, above Willem at heart. So yeah, so that would be that would be above the rock. What do you have? Uh, just uh, so I know, what do you have below the rock? Uh, Conia. Oh, okay. He was boring in Conair. I'd say it's above. Uh, it's boring in Conair. It's kind of boring in The Rock too. Uh, like they're very yeah. enjoyable movies, but not because of Nicolas Cage necessarily, right? Um, yeah. yeah, and I'm not even saying the movies are good. In, I'm saying they're enjoyable. Which different in things. my mind, I may have said this actually last time, but in my mind, there's a really hard line between Mum and Dad and then the rest. Like Mum mm. and Dad is kind of the last film where I feel like he's proper cagey, mm. and then after that, he's just like an actor. Yeah, I, I, I have a hard time. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm with you, Aaron. I feel like Wallet Hart and this movie are very close, and I'm honestly not sure. And maybe it doesn't really matter where we put them because they're so close. If it's above or below, I guess we should put them above to get them closer to, um, or put it above to get it closer to um, Colorado Space because that's very important to Rocco. <laughs> exactly, that's true. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. because uh, I would also say in Wallet Hart, it's not as cagey. As this movie, because we have no punching cars, Roos, and Wild at Heart. <laughs> no, yeah. he's, he's mellow throughout that movie. Yeah, he was, he yeah. was just very, all right, honey bun, and you know, I'm okay, honey bun. And he was just doing that the entire film. So there was no cagey moments there at all. So by our definition, this is higher than Wild at mm. Heart. Yeah. Well, I put it at number eight. So just under Mum and Dad and above Wild at Heart. Yep. All right. It is locked in. Sweet. Sweet as okay. So, uh, final points. Would would you mm-hmm. recommend this movie, Rakan? Oh, um, you guys know I really liked this movie. I thought it was really fun to watch with all the twists and turns. But I wouldn't recommend it as a Cage film. Um, no, I, but I we're not talking a... about Cage now. This is just a straight. Yeah. No, but I, I think that's I think that's like reasonable. Like this is the Cage cast. Like yeah, like as a fan off, for Cage. A cage cast, right? Yeah, yeah but um, we've done all that. Now I just want to know. With but but Aaron, I, I, I have random people, you know, walking. No qualifiers, says, man. Hey, <laughs> you're you're Rakan from the the Cage Casts. 
uh, or fake face off cast cage cast whatever that podcast that I listen to all the time. <laughs> You're, uh, what what Nicholas Cage movie would you recommend I watch? Then you know, will I have to you know put this in in that list of movies that I recommend? I I don't think it would be up there because it's not cagey. You know, like it's I I think I would recommend it as a good film. But as you know, uh, as a cagey film, I I don't think I would. Uh, have it as a recommendation right i mean we just yeah. went through all that effort of ranking it based on its nicholas caginess yeah Probably sure yeah. But, but i mean it could still be it could still be a recommendation based at least partly on nicholas cage's performance but it absolutely is not even though i too would recommend the movie i feel like i'm probably in between the two of you in how much i like the movie i think it's a good movie mm-hmm. but uh, I, I wouldn't give as much praise as I feel like Rakan has and as um, as what I have seen been given online like it's it's not that good but it's good it's enjoyable um, maybe and if maybe you you know if, a... if, if you didn't follow all the twists that we talked about throughout the podcast then uh, you're probably going to be um, enjoying them at least I did when I when I watched the movie so mm-hmm. maybe when it was you know first released in the 90s people are like Oh wow, this is a weird movie with a lot of twists. That's so cool. And now it's like kind of cliche, you know. No, oh, well, it seemed like it did horribly when it was released. Like, yeah, it, uh, it had a budget of I think seven million, and it made like four million at the box office or something, which is not great. Yeah. Um. Apparently, apparently they said it was not marketable. Yeah, but like also like now people consider it like a a forgotten gem sort of movie. It right. seems. Anyway, uh, so take take that take from that what you will. Yeah, because I was trying to find more work from the directors, director and writer, but that was like their last film. Oh, and then they just made a bunch of TV shows. Like they work on television a lot. Good TV. Yeah, like uh, like good TV. Like, like what? Uh, they would guest star and. All right, hold on. Let's 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 go to IMDb, and and because it, it looked like there was stuff that was you know. Okay, while we're actually being, um, I'll just say my piece, mm-hmm. which I think I've already mm-hmm. said. I I would recommend this film actually. Um, mm-hmm. If you're if you're in the mood for a Coen Brothers film, but you know you 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 don't want it to be too good, then I'd watch this. Or if you've seen all the other Coen Brothers films and you want to see someone else have a go at it and kind of do an okay job. So it's, oh. it's poor man's Cohen <laughs> yeah. Brothers movie, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I'm being a bit mean to it because it is really its own thing, but it does really feel like they were trying to ape that style um, uh, and just not not getting there uh, with all its all its twists and turns and quirky events and stuff like that. But um, it's fine. I wasn't bored while I watched it. Oh, okay. So yeah, apparently he's still working till today. Like he's working on billions, like four episodes of that, and then um, Iron Fist, two episodes. Oh, Jessica that's the Jones. show that killed Marvel for Netflix. Awesome. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Justified, six episodes. Jessica uh, Jones, one episode. Yeah. Californication, ten episodes. Outlander, two episodes. Dexter, sixteen episodes. Homeland, an episode. Oh, Arrow. Wow. True Blood, four episodes. 
Like right. a lot so of he's different, in, you know. Yeah, but I mean, they're all kind of. It feels like he's he, in. He's in an inner circle. Yeah, I mean, House of Cards, Hannibal, the the yeah, one with Matt Nicholson. None of these are particularly surprising. Like he feels like a studio writer. Yeah, like they they they, they get him in for something that you know yeah like n- none of that is like oh that's interesting that's all kind of like yeah yeah okay all this stuff is fine so again the, i feel the, like he's just uh he's just a, he's a really just by the numbers uh director or slash the, the last movie the last movie he did is uh you kill me uh in 2007 and oh. it's a comedy crime romance with ben kingsley in the um uh, the, that's the main, the, the lead. There we go. Oh, no. oh Ben, okay. that that is like there's so much range and quality that that could be by saying that Ben Ben Kingsley is in it. Yeah, because he yeah. is the ultimate like awesome actor who phones shit in sometimes, like really boring <laughs> raw like performances. So. Saying uh, that he's in a film is just like, okay, it could be... It could unknowable. Be. Right, anyway, so so, so yeah. here's, here's what it says anyway. So, while drying out on the West Coast, an alcoholic hitman befriends a tart... A tart-tongued? What the fuck does that mean, Aaron? Tart-tongued? Yeah, like... Like, uh, a, like a tart? Like, um, sarcastic. Uh, okay. Like uh, sour, woman, sour uh, mouthed. Alright, a, a tart-tongued woman who might just come in handy when it's time for him to return to Buffalo and settle some old scores. Sounds like a sequel to this film. Yeah, kind of. All right. Yeah. <laughs> they have different names, though the characters. So. Yeah, that would. I, I was joking. I know, but it would have been very funny. It was an action. <laughs> it actually sequel. was like yes. a <laughs> uh, stealth. Uh, Luke Luke Wilson is also in that movie. He's he's a great actor. I've I've heard. Okay. Okay. Right. If uh y'all wanna get a hold of us, you can um talk to us on the Twitters. Uh we haven't been banned yet because we don't incite uh um <laughs> insurgencies against our government. And uh you could also send us an email which can't be banned because it's the socialist uh social network is email. So get on it if you haven't heard of it. It's great. <laughs> Uh, on Twitter, we are cageoffcast, and on email, you can send us a message at contact at cageoff.se. Um, and that is uh, that's all. Really, we don't have anything else to say, do we? No. Bye. Bye, <laughs> Bye everyone. <laughs>